You're listening to The Big Show with George Russick and Matty Rose on Sportsnet 960, The Fan. Sorry, guys. Ronnie brought in bacon and eggers. I was just cleaning that one out of my teeth there. Sorry about that. <laughs> Welcome back to the show. It's The Big Show, Russick and Rose, hour number three. We're live in the Doug Lacey Basement Systems downtown studio. Do you have cracks in your walls, floors, or ceilings? Visit DLBasementSystems.com for a free estimate. They are all things basement-y. Got the game show voice on for that one. Yeah, I kind of leaned into that a little bit. I just got a little pain here. This Ow. guy's just standing outside with his snowblower not moving. Just yeah. Trying to, trying, to, trying to rev it up. There, there, there is, revs there is the one spot on the sidewalk that is completely <laughs> clear of snow. It's that time. Uh, I walked into work today. The only people I saw were snowblowers. Yeah. yeah. Yep. And shovelers. Uh, I didn't see any shovelers. All snowblowers no, today. Yeah, I saw a bunch of blowers out there. I, uh, I come up. Uh, south on 14th Street, and there's a couple shovelers out there. That's a oh. that's a tough. Gig. That's a shovel area. Yeah, I got up this morning, saw I witnessed my few neighbors shoveling their walks, and I what? said, "Screw that! I'm, <laughs> I'm out of here." Yeah. I hopped in my vehicle and I left. And the old crap where you, know, you, you, later. You, you mow somebody's, you know, you mow your grass, and the neighbor leans over, you shovel your driveway, and you're like, "Hey, once you're done that one, come to mine." <laughs> <laughs> like, but up. seriously, yeah. please do it. Yeah, yeah. do it now. Yeah. yeah, I've got a bad back. My uh, my neighbor growing up, he had a big tractor, like a big. It was you know, lived in a small town, long driveway. Winkler. He, oh yeah, and he would old guy, and he'd come over and mow the, or mow the driveway. Uh, <laughs> it's <laughs> the weirdest thing. <laughs> yeah, Shovel your grass. Weird stuff happens down there, but uh, the the driveway would always be cleared before school. It was mm. awesome. Was this Sneaky Pete? No, no, no. It would, no, that wasn't Sneaky Pete. This. Okay. Cheating Pete. Oh, cheating Pete. My bad. Uh, that's the voice of Brent Cron. He is the Cobra. He is brought to you by All Kind Door Services Limited, your one-stop shop when it comes to fixing doors at your building, your office, or your home. Anything that swings, slides, or rolls, call All Kind Door Services for all your door repair needs. Uh, also, Hour 2 of the Big Show Live, wherever you get your podcast shortly, I assume. I'm probably reading that one a little early. Um, hey, dude. Uh, we got a lot to talk about. I have three clips that I want to share with you that are not from yesterday's game. We're going to get to that in the next segment. But right now, maybe some thoughts on yesterday's game between the Flames and the Ottawa Senators as they scored four goals in the third period. Uh, Ottawa looked as fragile as any NHL team that we have seen all year long. And you got the win. That's simple. Holy Hannafin. Oh, uh, (laughs) that's... You were sitting on that one a little bit? Yeah, you know, I was walking over here. I'm like, what am I going to say? How am I going to say this? And I and I said, I got it. <laughs> Holy Hannafin. Eureka. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Light bulb. Just like, that, ba- that goal, that backhand far side, screen in front of the net, Corpus Allo's looking to his right. He just flips it over to his backhand. and little how do you do? Wow. Great defensive coverage. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> I was watching that game last night, and I just sat there and think, every time we rip on the flames... It's because of those ridiculous errors that Ottawa forced yesterday in, in last night's game too. It's the blue lines. It's it's not just when the Flames struggle. This is what happens. Or it's universal across hockey. If you don't, if you, if your passes aren't on the tape, if you're not getting pucks in at the blue lines, if you're struggling, don't try and dipsy doodle. I looked at the. I think the Flames were actually credited with 17 giveaways yesterday. I look NHL.com. So maybe I'm I could be incorrect, but it said on the website 17 to seven. <laughs> Bingo. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm sitting there and I'm watching the Flames once again. They won the game. Thank you. That's awesome. That's after they were credited with six in Chicago. Yes. And it was like, well, those aren't the same games. No. no. Right? But you sit and I was watching the game last night. I'm like, man, they're just coughing stuff up too. Yeah. Just little plays. And 
And I said when I came in here, I'm like, thank God for Markstrom. Yeah, you know, yeah. like, thank God for Markstrom again. You know, they win 6-3. That Ottawa team is in dire straits. Hey, they, yeah. they're, they're just like old Jack Martin on the bench there. He's just shaking <laughs> his head at 71 years of age. Like, why the hell did I come back? This was a terrible team? error. What am I doing? Yep. Um, Corpus Allo didn't look overly great. You know what? I was a little surprised. Um, that Ottawa's second goal, when Anderson, you know, pushed the Ottawa player on top of Markstrom and, and Kubelik or Kudelik scored. Kubelik, yeah, he yeah. buries the rebound there. He pulls it out of the scrum and deposits over the goalie. Yeah, and I, uh, uh, you know, we saw Markstrom play in, in Philly on Saturday and how heated he was with the goalie interference and guys getting in his face. I half expect him just to get up and just start beating the wheels off of that guy that maybe that emotion carried from Saturday into last night's game, and it didn't. You know, he, he did hold the guy down there a little bit, though, when he was getting up. His, his elbow <laughs> did did rest on that head a little bit. He was just trying to get up, and right. he needed a point. Like, you, you yeah. got to have a pressure right. point, right? Yeah. Unfortunate good. circumstance. And it just happened, and that was a goal. And, yeah. you know, you looked up, and you I mean, no defenseman ever tries to hit the player onto you. But, you know, you look up, and you see Anderson kind of in that bent-over position in the Senators guy lying on top of you, and the puck goes in. It's like, well, I really can't do much here. But I was expecting him to to throw a fit, hmm. and yeah. it just kind of speaks to his composure this season. Where, you know, Saturday he was, you know, he, he lost his cool a tad, but he was still the best player on the ice. Um, and then last night too, he just he just stuck with it. Like the Senators had the lead three times, and he just kept making saves, look routine, and mm-hmm. a lot of cross ice passes, and he's just sliding over, and he's there, and he's just doing his thing. It was. Uh, it was, it was, you know, once again, thank God for Markstrom. Um, do you think he wanted a challenge on that goal, the one you're talking about? Uh, no. Yeah. I mean, of course, that's your first reaction. You're going to. You want your coach. Yeah, there's another human Especially being before on you me. see too many looks at it. <laughs> you're, you're right. And, yeah. And you're going to give the referee the horse I regret. Come on. <laughs> what's going on here? You're not watching the game. This guy's on top of me, right? <laughs> um, but once he kind of knew that his defenseman was battling him. In front of the net, mm-hmm. fighting for space, and he landed on top of him. It's like there's not much you can do there. Then I I've been in those situations before. It's like goal interference, and the referee's like, "Talk to your D man, yeah. man. Like tell him not to." That's push a pretty the good rebuttal. Yeah. When he yeah. says that to you, what what's your you're like? Well, huh. what happened? And then you just go over there, and give, <laughs> give give him a Why? tap tap, <laughs> tap on the shins. Hey, don't worry about it. Yeah, you, right. Yeah. Just let everybody know it's not your fault. You're just yeah. passing off the blame. It's like hey, don't. don't yeah. He hit him onto me. I couldn't do anything about yeah, it. Right? Tap him on the shin. We're clean. We're well, it's like It's like the old Jack Campbell. Every time he'd make a, just a routine save, he'd go tap his defenseman on the pads. Like this, this is the NHL. Yeah, like, just stop. Yeah. Like, that's your job. Stop. No, it's okay. Great. Yeah. yeah. Just relax. Um, Pete and I both thought Markstrom was maybe a little bit off yesterday, and in the sense that there's a couple of goals that have gone on off of his defenseman lately, <laughs> yeah. and it felt like watching him at some points, especially because there was a lot of scrambly yes. net front plays early on in the first period and early in the second. It felt like he was almost trying to predict the bounce <laughs> after the shot as well. I don't know if you saw it the same, but we both thought that he was just maybe a little bit more jumpy slightly well, than he typically is. Not to say he was bad. He was very good, yep. but just wasn't his usual self in our eyes. He's He was jumpy because they laid an egg on two games on the weekend and they had to win last night. I think it had nothing to do with the bounces because that just happens. You shake that off, yeah, right? I mean, that that happens, unfortunately... And and what can you do about it? The defenseman's not trying to put a stick in the way or a skate in the way to, to get the puck in. That's fine. But I think just the pressure of having to win last night. You had to. Because if you lose against the struggling Senators and you lost against the god-awful Blackhawks and you, you just you want to keep answering questions like, what, what team is the Calgary Flames every night when you're losing to 
to poor teams and you're you're playing to the level of your competition. That game was in jeopardy last night mm-hmm. with Ottawa having the lead going into the third period. And I don't think you have to say much in those scenarios in the intermission between players or even coaches. Like, you know what's at stake here, guys. That uh, that 500 mark has been... Uh, Elusive. <laughs> yeah, you know, you sit there and it's up one, down one, down one, up one. It's like they can't get out of that... It's a seesaw. It's, it's, it is a seesaw. But yeah, I, I he, it wasn't his best game, mm-hmm. but he still battled, right? And, and you're not going to... And that's what a number one goalie does. You're not going to have a be- your best game every night, but you need consistency and you need help sometimes. And the Flames put up six, one empty netter. Corpusalo wasn't tremendous. He's had his struggles. And so you just need to, like, this is a game for, I mean, Sharon Govich got two goals last night. Coleman, Coleman two, two Sharon Govich two. Hannah three, three, three points, points. plus five. Yeah, well, I mean, that guy really wants his contract, hey? He wants <laughs> a little security. Um, I think the Flames are wishing he'd put pen to paper before <laughs> yesterday, yeah, but yeah. <laughs> price just went up another half million yeah. dollars, boys. <laughs> Three points plus five, twenty-five minutes. <laughs> yeah, 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 right yeah. up. Yeah. yeah, how long do you want to keep doing this? Yeah, you know, we'll sign game eighty-two. I'll go all yeah, week, baby. Exactly, twenty million dollars a year. Um, but yeah, it's it's a game that I think the the actual game itself, um, you don't worry about so much because it was sloppy. Mm-hmm. But the result, it's a results. Well, oh, I hate saying this, results-driven business. But last night, the Flames needed the result, though. They needed that win badly they come home for this weird one game homestand it's like part of the dad's trip I know. yeah <laughs> like <laughs> come to calgary there your boy play. It's like, and then you're going to arizona yeah go to the mullet i'm like can you even fit them all <laughs> yeah they're going to take up a third of the seats that <laughs> yeah. are there. i don't know and they're going to vegas that, that, that's that's the one that, that feels like that's yeah. the selling point of the trip you could go to like, buffalo then ottawa then winnipeg and end in vegas and it'd be like this is the best trip ever yeah right? you know i mean yeah. it's, just, it's not where you start it's where you finish you're like dad no you can't come for just the last game you <laughs> no, have to come to yeah. calgary you yeah. have to come to arizona <laughs> yeah <laughs> their dads are pulling the panera he's like ah sorry you know i can't make i gotta <laughs> yeah, but i'll be there on saturday all yeah. all 18 or 20 dads like, we're gonna get this together they'll be in vegas now actually right? yeah, they, yeah. oh our flight wasn't gonna make stuff yeah, it's sorry, so weird yeah. I heard it's really cold in Calgary, and I don't know if I'm going to make it, so I'll yeah. see you in Vegas. It's too bad. Yeah. <laughs> Dad's trips are pretty cool, though, hey? That's awesome. You know, I yeah. love that this is a thing that like every team does all the time now. There was a mentor's trip in one team oh, earlier this year. The Jets just had a mentor's trip. Was that the yeah. j- awesome? Uh, there's yeah. been mom's trips. This one's a dad's trip this year for the Flames. It's That's such a great idea, and it's an appreciation. The players love it, too, right? Mm-hmm. Like just, You grew up playing in front of your parents or your mom or your dad, right? just your grandparents, all that kind of stuff. And Driving it's, you to practice. You know, you know, a, they're your other coach. It is on the ice. Exactly. Nobody ever listens to their parents either, too. Nope. It's like, you know, it doesn't matter. You talk to anybody I played with, I had, had a ton of success in the NHL or even wherever they went, and it's like even their kids, it's like, you, you know, your your dad's a D-man, and he's played over a 1,000 games in the National Hockey League. Son, when you go into the corner, it's like, shut up, Dad. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, what do you know? Right? <laughs> a lot. <laughs> yeah. A lot. I'm yeah. in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. 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 <laughs> right? But uh, it's such an appreciation. Uh, you can just tell that the players love it. The dads, obviously, are just pumped. And, and those dads get banged up, too. Hey? Oh, like, yeah. 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 The white there. wine was flowing <laughs> yesterday. Oh, oh yeah. man. And, you know, you, you see Lanny in the background there walking Chatting around. Chatting with you know, Dusty. Old, yeah, just... you know, customer service. Hey, yeah. guys, how are things working? Yeah. You know, what do you need? You want? And those guys, I mean... That's the trip of a lifetime. Like, oh, you can go to Mexico, you can go wherever, but to watch your son play in the National Hockey League with a bunch of other dads that get it, you know, and it's all walks of life, that's the coolest thing ever. I see that, and I love it when the camera pans 
to the suite with the dads, and they're like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. And they all do those awkward high fives because nobody really knows each other. So like, yeah. their yeah. player makes a great play, and the dad immediately just turns around for a high five, and they're like, okay, cool. Someone just grabs his hand. You're like, this is strange. Yeah. What are we yeah. doing yeah. here? There's been a hand. Oh, yeah, the, the high five with the, the shake after. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah. The old trailer hitch. Yeah. Just kind of grab it. Should I shake your hand or give you knuckles? Or what am I doing here? Just yeah. grab your knuckle and what shake do, it up and what down. What do I do with my hands? <laughs> yeah. I'm confused. Like, the, the visuals of uh, Rusty, Coleman's dad, yeah. chatting with Lanny. Yeah, that's I know. How they cool show it that? to Coleman after the broadcast. He's like, my dad's probably enjoy- He's a football guy, yeah. but that's pretty cool for him. Yeah, well, yeah. no kidding, right? I mean, of course it is. You know what? Uh, Rusty? Like, you know, Rusty's <laughs> getting after it for sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah. right? Yeah. You, you don't get Rusty 41, nails. 41 Coors Lights. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> you know, what, a, what an experience, you know, and and uh, yeah, it's it's special. I, I, I love that stuff. Also special? Michael Backlund. Yeah. 949. Crazy, hey? Ties Geo. Yes. Also, it's wild how far Iggy is ahead of everybody. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> yeah. Backlund would have to be healthy the rest of this season and play two more completely healthy seasons and 0.8 of a third to tie again. That's insane. From here. That's insane. He needs at least one more contract to tie again. <laughs> That's, that's, that, that just Iggy was to, just here forever. Yeah. yeah. Well, how many games did Patrick Marlowe play in the National Hockey League? Wasn't it like, oh, like 1,500? No, more than that, I think. Uh, he, played. Uh, he played 1,779. How? He never, the most games he missed in the season because of injury, I guess he played uh, in, in his prime. Uh, he only missed six games in 2009. <laughs> You kidding me? Did he ever get sick? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He missed, sorry, he missed eight in his rookie year. Wow. Oh, bum. Wow. Yeah. What a Probably scratch, too. And he was the yeah. first overall yeah. pick. Yeah. yeah. Unbelievable. But, but back to Backlund, though. I mean, what can you say? He, Everybody, the, the, the message about him is is consistent, right? Mm-hmm. You, you know, he, he is he is such a pro. He prepares for games so well. He he works hard. He's, he's you know, it's, it's funny. It's like, I played with a lot of Swedish players over my career, too. Sure. And the... The overall consensus is they're very level-headed, you know, calm individuals. Don't right? get too high. No, don't get don't, too low. And that's a and that's a great mentality to have as a player. He's got a temper. Like he, the man has the man has a temper, um, and and he's driven. But uh, just to be um, to be with this organization for that long, mm-hmm. and you know he's like, he's wearing the cap nowadays. Yeah, right. And 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 the, so many little things that he does right that just go that aren't appreciated. Right. He. I have one for you. Yeah. Yesterday he's on the penalty kill. He, the puck goes into the opponent's corner because him and Lindholm cleared it no problem, obviously. Oh, no big deal. It's in the opponent's corner. He kind of pressures the defenseman slightly, but he cuts across the front of the net, and he reads the play perfectly. They go on the wall to Norris, and he slams himself into the boards, and Norris looks directly at him and puts it right into his shin pads. Yeah. And it's just one of those plays where he's just detail-oriented. Like you say, he prepares properly. He knew that play was going to come. It's a small play. He didn't even get possession. It killed like an extra four seconds on the kill. Yep. But it's little things like that. I know. You guys love him, right? And I yeah. I see him from time to time. And and he's just uh, like, he's just easy to talk to. There, there's there's mm-hmm. no ego there. There's no, uh, I'm uh, I'm better than you. Or, you know, just he's got time for people. And he's just a... He's just a good person. We can talk about him as a hockey player, and he's obviously he's had a tremendous career. But it's 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 the person too that that it makes everything so special for him. I know when you talk to people around the Flames Foundation, one of my favorite questions to ask them is, "Which current active player are you excited to see them retire?" 
yeah. so that they can join alumni and kind of be a little bit more involved in kind of the charity aspect. And Michael Backlund's always a name oh, for sure. Oh, yeah. constantly comes up. The biggest worry is I hope he doesn't go back to Sweden. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> That's the yeah. biggest thing with a lot of those guys, right? Um, also wanted to, you saw the video, obviously, of his daughter reading out the yep. lineup card. Yeah. That's Un- awesome. Cr- cutting onions. That made me tear up a little bit, just even reading yeah. that, like just putting yourself in that position to... To start your career, you know, you're working your way through it. And then his face, and he's all scrunched up. Oh, I was like, oh, yeah. my goodness. I mean, Stop like, it. I would just say, get out of here. Yeah. Get out of here yeah. right now. <laughs> I, know, I know I'm starting. Get out of here. Yeah. Now. <laughs> I don't want to show any weakness. No. Uh, okay, what else from yesterday's game? Huberto's cooking. Yeah. Another point. Yeah, why How not? about that assist? Not bad. And how about that battle from Lindholm on that play? You know what? That was crazy. Like for for a guy like that, that three senators that I've yeah. been ripping on all season for kind of being unmotivated and doesn't really look like he's here most nights. To <laughs> that play was single handedly. You know he's got a stick behind his back. <laughs> he's got his leg. He just basically kicks the puck off off the Ottawa player's stick and into the slot. And then Huberto sl- silky little pass. Um, I I look at the, I had to rewind that play. I'm like that was Lindholm, right? Yeah, yeah. Holy stick smoke. all held up. Yes, that was that was you know, and that's. Once your your teammates see that on the bench too, you're like holy smokes, look at this guy, right? Just doing it all by himself. Never, you know, started the forecheck, ended like, just battle, compete. That was uh, in that play all written right there. You could just you could you could take that little clip and just send it to every minor hockey player or American League guy and say, hey, yeah. you want to like make that, it to uh, National Hockey? You you do this. Like that college clip that went viral a few of the the punter who you know gets down, makes the play, and runs all the way back, catches the guy on the one yard line. They're like, show him that. You gotta <laughs> yeah. show him that. Let's yeah. hustle play. Yeah. yeah, you know. And the other nine hundred ninety nine times doesn't really work out that way. But no, show him the hustle play. <laughs> but yeah. that's what it takes. <laughs> but no, I was I was pleasantly surprised and very impressed that, uh, and that also too. He just that's Ottawa too right now, right? Where everybody's yeah. just kind of looking over their shoulder. Guys aren't reading their, their where the puck is and where it's going to be, and they're not communicating, and they're just in their own heads and it's all they're all kind of looking after what in the individual's doing and Lindholm definitely exposed that yesterday in that play. Yeah, I, I thought um Ottawa really showed like and, and this was this was supposed to be the the come out of the rebuild here, right? Like they, they they've got the oh, left the side hard, of their, hard parts over. Yeah, the, the left side of their defense is phenomenal. Um you, you have Kachuk, you have Stutzla who we haven't really talked about a whole lot. He was invisible last yeah. night as well. Um like there was like that, this was supposed to be the group. Like, okay, that this is it. Playoffs are bust. Here we go. And now they're last in the East, and just they looked very broken last night. Well, you know, when you're you're reading comments after the game from the Ottawa players, and it's you know, it's you hear a lot of uh, it's very frustrating. Uh, I don't really know how to fix this right now. We've got to put our work boots on. The the old cliches. Bring your lunch pail to work. Yeah. Today. yeah. Um, it's disappointing. Got to look in the mirror. <laughs> yeah, all that fun stuff, right? Yeah. And, um, it's disappointing though. I, I had high hopes for Ottawa this season. I, I like Corpus Allo as a goalie. I, I do. He's hung out to dry there. A oh lot, hey? man. And, and then when he's not hung out to dry, he's letting in bad goals. So it doesn't, yeah. it kind of goes both ways. Um, but uh, yeah, there was a, a big expectation. You feel bad for Brady Kachuk too, cause he's kind of committed to that organization. He said, you know, I'm here and, and, and he gets to see his brother just rip down to Florida and go see the, like the turquoise water and the white sandy beaches and, you know, gets the Stanley Cup final last year. And there's a big, big promise of the uh, Senators supposing to be good this year, and they just, they have fallen flat on their face. Mm-hmm. It is, yeah. they're a tough team to watch. They don't know what they're doing right now. They're all over the place. 
as soon as the Flames got that first goal in the third, you were like, oh, they're oh, yeah. going to win this yeah. game. And especially the way it was scored, too. Yep. <laughs> like, 100%. Well, yeah, okay. Yeah. They're not here yeah. for the third period. That's okay. Right? Yeah. And then and then just that joke of a play, too. They mentioned the guys were laughing on the bench, but Anathan comes in again. Sni- oh, breaks his stick. And, oh, it just goes right onto Coleman's stick. Of all players. <laughs> yeah. He had the presence of mind. I mean, the guy's on a roll. Um, just, you know, instead of just whacking at it, he just stops it and walks around. And Corpus has got a... You know, stretches groin out there to try and do his best. Um, and he left it in the rafters, and Coleman scored. Is Coleman had a bit of time on that one, too. Eh? Oh, man. <laughs> Not a lot of checking no. out there from no, all it's, defense. It's like, you know, I, I played uh, beer league hockey at lunch yesterday, mm-hmm. and it uh, felt very much like a play like that, where it's, you know, it's, you know, your guy's coming in on a two on one, and it's like a pass across, but he doesn't want to shoot since so it's another pass across. And that's another pass across. So if you're just a goalie and you're playing in those situations, you just stay on your goal line and don't move. Yeah. And they usually hit you. But if you try to make the play it actually, you mm-hmm. get lit up. Right? Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. <laughs> Martin Pospisil yesterday? Yeah, he smoked him. Well, he smoked Norris. Yeah. That one was a penalty. Yes. He was trying to read the play. He thought <laughs> Norris was going to get the puck, and then he didn't, and then he just eliminated him. And then he hits Kachuk as well in mid- in the middle of the ice. <laughs> Kachuk's already dashed for and hating everything about I the know. game. And then he got to the bench as fast as he could, and he was like, I'm not letting you fight me. I'm not letting you jump me. I know. You're not going to do it. No. I love the play from Pospisil yesterday. thought he was great. He gets the one assist, uh, but overall, thoughts? Yeah, you know, he's he made that nice pass, too, in, in Philly on on, the, on Saturday there to, to Huberto's first goal mm-hmm. there. I like him. He brings energy, right? And he does some some stupid things. He's, he's, an, he's an agitator, and and I love it. Like, I, and, and when I say stupid, that's not an insult. That's a... Uh, I appreciate stuff like that. Sometimes you got to be a little stupid. You do have to be a little stupid. Mm. Um, and, you know, hitting, hitting Brady Kachuk when he's having an off night, you sometimes don't want to wake those big dogs up, right? Yep. Like you, yeah. Time and a that place. The, it's like uh, you don't want to kick them when they're down, too, because that guy can wake up and dominate a game, too, right? That was the Aginla effect. Yes. Right? It's like, just let him sleep. Yep. You know, he's not yep. having a great game. Leave him and say, hey, man, you know, what's, where should I go for dinner after the game? You know, Don't poke good. the bear. Don't, poke, don't run him over. We know what he can do if he wakes up. <laughs> yeah, just let him sleep. Just leave him alone. Sleeping bears lie. Uh, but that line, too, I mean, you know, it's nice for Kadri to, to have somebody else that can stir the pot a little bit. Because Kadri's always been that guy counted on to be that rat. You know, and everybody expects it. And so everybody's kind of focused on, well, when's he going to spear me in the face? Or, you know, whack me in the back of the calves or something like that. Or give me a little face wash after the whistle. And. He doesn't have to do it as much because he's got Pospisil over there. He's like, hey, yeah. Poppy, what's going on over here? Are you going to get into this or what? Like, yeah. go go yeah. mix it up. They tinted. Let's go. Yeah, I know. <laughs> that tinted visor drives me insane. Let's go, sunglasses. You, you just want to, you know, you want to hit him just because of that. Yeah. He's got that smile underneath it, too. <laughs> That's all eh? you can see. Oh, yeah. Just that little it's grin. A, you know what? Without, if he didn't have his name or his number, that tinted visor, you couldn't get an accurate description of who hit you. You no. know what I mean? Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, trying so to get a number. drive by from Who Pospisil. Was that? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Who's that guy? Yeah. But it, it was nice to see because, like, it, it felt like like we're getting on Ottawa, but um, the first couple periods there wasn't a whole lot of life from the the home side either, and it was nice to see him kind of dragging everyone into the fight a little bit. Well, that's what those guys are there for, yeah. right? I mean, they're the energy guys. They're the guys that can drag you into a fight, and it's a it's a sleepy game on a cold, you know, Tuesday night and in, in Calgary. <laughs> Ice cold. So you're not getting fired up for <laughs> Ottawa on a Tuesday? Yeah. You know. You really paint a picture yeah, there. Yeah, you know, exactly. A sleepy Tuesday. It evening. was a sleepy Tuesday <laughs> in Calgary, Alberta, at the Scotiabank Saddle Dome. The and Senators were in town, and Backlund was skating in 949th game. <laughs> Grab yourself a nice cup of coffee and settle into this settle one. Settle in for a little sweet, <laughs> sweet hockey game. Yeah. Um, yeah, so he did a good job. He, yeah. he, got, he got 
guys going, and I'm sure guys sometimes sit there and think, what are you doing? But it gets them into the game when you got an eager force to play. It's good. Dylan Dubé was a scratch. Yeah, it doesn't surprise anybody, I don't think. I think it was probably about time. Yeah, you know what I mean? And you go back it's to It's an start- unfortunate season for a guy that I think a lot of people are pulling for. Everybody's pulling for the guy. They love him. He's a good guy. Calgary it's just, kid. It's just, just, it's not clicking for him right now. And, and you know, uh, Huska sent the, the, the bar pretty high when he benched Huberto at the start of the season. So that does have a trickle-down effect. And and the, they obviously want Dubé to be... You know, contributing factor to the Flames. They they do think highly of of him for sure, um, but he has been off, and he hasn't been fun to watch. And he's 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 disengaged most nights, and then he'll take stupid penalties most nights. Kind of beating it square whenever the puck's on yeah, his stick. You yeah. know, and 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 you know, just some of the decisions. You know, you can tell the guys he's 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 he he doesn't have it right now. He's got a yeah. It's he's it, I I I like the move. It might wake him up a little bit too. It's always embarrassing when you get. Healthy scratched. First time since spring of 2021. Right. Like, he's a regular in the NHL. Yeah. Right? And and when you start benching regulars, um, that, that that's a pride thing. Um, you you, you want to make sure that, you know, everybody knows you're scratched. And he'll come out next game when he plays, and he'll be fired up. PK and I talked about what is the ideal makeup of the fourth line yesterday. Yeah. And I wonder about the timing of this, because right now they essentially have four options. You know, uh, Greer, who's a mainstay. Yeah. And then any selection of Rizichka, Dewar, or Dubé. But the other part of this is that, you know, they assigned Rooney and Pelche on on conditioning stints. Yeah. Those guys also could get into the rotation. So I thought about the timing of this being like, hey, if there's ever a time that you have to find your game, it's now. Because oh, sure. we're going to have more options that aren't you in a couple of weeks here. Yep. Oh, well, Greer's a mainstay. I love watching him play. He's, yeah, he's good. He's, he, and you, know, I, you feel bad for him sometimes because he's the, the one consistency on that fourth line that, that you know he's he's around the play. He makes plays. He's he's scoring some goals. You you notice him on the ice. The other three you could interchange all three of them and not know who's who's playing who. Like I look at the lines, and I just I, you just know that Greer's on the left, you know, in, in the lineup. And then you just okay, well Rizicka's here today, and uh, Dewar's yeah. here. Oh, and then it's Dubé. Well, I mean, well Dubé's been there steady too, right? But yeah, um, you know Rizicka hasn't been great. He he frustrates a lot of people. Yep. Uh, myself included. Yep. Uh, Doer, I'm very frustrated with too, because I, I I I really like the kid, and he's got a lot of potential. He he was really he came on last year, and I was a, I'm a big fan of him. I'd like to see him get better, but with uh with with Rooney and Pelche now that this might actually light, light a fire under under Dubé for sure, and just because you know how many times do you want to get scratched for the rest of the year, and Greer's the best player on that line, and you got a couple couple guys that can come up and play, and you know. That's uh, Rooney it, can play center. Yeah, Belte can play I know, wing, and, and it'll be uh, Rooney actually look good in camp. Yeah, I know, I know. So we'll see what happens here. But that that fourth line, there's only one one player you can pick every night that's going to be in the lineup. Yeah, Jan Kuznetsov made his NHL debut. Oh, with that, just and I felt so bad for him. That first one. Oh man, he actually had a pretty solid game with for, the puck on his stick. For sure, he did. First shift, he a couple actually, of shots. He actually looked pretty comfortable. I was surprised. Yeah, I didn't see that coming. I, I was. I watched because we've seen him as the ra- on yeah. the Wranglers, and he yeah. looks good at that level. Yes, he does. But I also thought he wasn't that close yet. I know. I I was surprised myself. I, like you said, we've seen him a couple times with the Wranglers. I really liked his game. Mm-hmm. Uh, that jump, especially for a D man from the American League to the National Hockey League, is is. I mean, it's a big step, regardless. Uh, some guys make it look easier than others, but but uh, um, I was happy for him last night. You know, that I, after that first goal too, you're like, oh no, like that's. 
You could just see him do his first game, and he's like, oh, no. And Nick DeSimone's like, that's why I'm standing over here. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that yeah. happened to me last game. <laughs> it, but it only happens on that side. Yeah, you know, exactly. That's yeah, it. Right? So if you stay off that side, right? Yeah. Um, but no, uh, he, he's, uh, he impressed me that game. Yep. I thought he just kept it simple, too. Rangy, skates well, yeah. long, pretty physical. Um, and, t- you know, you didn't really notice him a ton, so that yeah. usually means he didn't take himself out of the play, right? Yeah. He, he wasn't making There was maybe yeah. one aggressive pinch that led to a 2-1-1, but DeSimone covered well, and he actually got back pretty well to almost eliminate it. I thought he played a, a solid game on that third pair. But what are some of the biggest changes for defensemen going to the NHL? Is it the speed of the players? Is it the fact that everybody has the NHL shot? Is it just guys are bigger and stronger in front of the net? What are some of the bigger challenges for that jump? Well, the, the speed for sure, but... In the NHL, guys are where they're supposed to be almost all the time, right? Mm-hmm. Like, if you miss a pass, if your passes aren't on, like, the game happens so fast, right? You go back and get the puck. You know where your partner's going to be. You know where you know the system. In the NHL, guys are still learning systems. Guys are figuring out from junior to the American League. So you got guys that are kind of lost. It kind of can be a little bit chaotic, and that's hard enough in itself to play down there. But if but when you go up, everything is perfect, and and the margin of error up there is just crazy. Like, yeah. you can make one bad pass in the American League and nobody notices it and they regroup when they come back in. But these guys make you pay every single time, right? And then um, just uh, the, the way the guys forecheck too, the, the intelligence of the players. Like, you know an upper echelon player, anybody in the National Hockey League for that matter. You just the, the, the way they read the play, they know where the puck is going. There's, Predict what you're gonna oh, do. Oh man, and you can just you can just see some of those young guys too. It's like almost like they want the puck off their stick sooner, so they don't have to hold on to it and eliminate options. But definitely the speed guys um, are in position all the time. And if you're off, by, like I said, if you're, you're passing, especially if you're passing to the guys' feet, you know, not making good crisp plays at the blue lines, especially for a D man, you're in trouble. It's a transition that the, the Flames have had a decent amount of success with this year, right? Like. <clears throat> Possible souls come up, and we've kind of got best case scenario for him. Zari's come up and has been, I think, miles better than anyone could have expected. It, it kind of, I think, speaks to a, a lot of the synergy with the, the Wranglers and the Flames right now that these guys are getting called up and immediately finding the best versions of themselves. Mm. You know, and it and when you have as many call ups as you do, um, I think they've had eight this year, right? And some, I mean, in Wolf's case, due to injury. But when you see you're getting opportunities, you play harder in the in the American League too. Because sometimes you got a mentality where you're kind of buried. You're like, oh man, unless some guy's leg falls off, I'm not getting called up. If yeah. this and, and that's some I don't know how you would have got that mentality after last season. <laughs> I don't know where that would have come yeah, from. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, you know, and it's like for me, I played in a system with yeah. Nikki Kippersoff that played 75 games a season. It, it's like unless you know something happens to him, which you don't want, because he was so unbelievable for the team. It's like I'm never getting up here ever. Yeah. Right. Or I'm going to give him a night off at the end of the year because he's got to rest for for the plus. Yeah. You know what? It's funny because for his had, 16 straight starts. <laughs> well, <'cause laughs> it was funny on Saturday too when uh, Ryan Leslie was interviewing Brian Boucher in the first intermission. Yeah. And I remember Boucher being up here and chatting with him a little bit and. You know, he got into three games, and I remember that one game against Nashville. I think he let nine goals, yeah. and they refused to pull him, right? And they just left him in for all because they're not like Kippersoft's playing tomorrow. This game's over. Just figure it out. You got you know twenty three more minutes of the game. Just figure it out, please, right? And that was the they went through so many backups that season. I think Curtis Joseph came in. Vesa yep. Toscala yep. was there. I think McElhinney, um, Keatley, everybody was coming up to just try to find you know a night that Kippersoft could just take a break. And so back to the point of when you call guys up and you and it's, they're not call-ups due to injury, but they're like opportunity call-ups or shuffling the lines up a tad. And, you know, Zari's made the most of his ability. Coronado started the season up and he has been sent down and he's he's been good in the American League. Um, and so you know that there's, 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 
things can happen sooner than you think. And if you just stay focused on what you're doing and you kind of have that belief and that energy, like, hey, I got to keep going, especially with the Wranglers being in Calgary too. Yeah. Right? Where See there, the big there's club. everybody there. I mean, we've had, the Flames have had so many American League teams, you know, from Omaha to Lowell Stockton, to Stockton to Abbotsford, uh, Quad City, Adirondack. <laughs> oh, know, right? Adirondack. So, you know, like when, when the, the scouts come down or the general manager comes down or whatever, and everybody's like, for two weeks, like, okay, you know, you know, D- you know, Daryl's here for two weeks. We got to be sharp. We got to be on. Got everybody's practicing hard and blah blah blah. And then he leaves, and it's like, okay, well now we're back to the American Hockey yeah. League. So let's just grind away, right? But <laughs> here, it's every single night. There's somebody in the building watching the game. Um, so there's opportunity for the guys, and that not, that motivates them and that drives them for sure. Uh, are you going to either Wranglers game this weekend, Thursday, Friday? Maybe see uh, Shillington on the lineup, perhaps. Uh, I haven't thought that far ahead yet. Yeah, it's, I know it's tomorrow. It's yeah. One day at a time. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. But no, I'd like to. We love going. I uh, got tickets to tomorrow's game, but there's also a Flames game on the road. So I think I'm going to do maybe the first forty and then go home and watch the Coyotes. You should you should on. finagle your way into a suite somewhere, and then mm. you can just have the Flames game on. In the suite, mm. and then you can do the r- whole rubbernecking thing where you could just keep looking, taking notes on both sides. We need a That's 960 a suite, like yeah. maybe not for Flames, but for Wranglers, like, like a media room, yeah, you know, media where you got suite. all the TVs, yeah. all the games, and yeah, you can, you can do that, right? Mm. I mean, we'll, we'll get on that, yeah, okay, we'll put a pin in, in it, the, yeah. put it on the whiteboard, yeah, put it on the board, yeah, yeah okay, we'll we'll sounds it. good. Uh, there's a few things that we have to get to. Don Maloney had some comments about the trade deadline in the Sunday broadcast against the Chicago Blackhawks. We're gonna play that, Brent had some thoughts. Uh, John Tortorella had some thoughts on coaching Travis Konechny and how you do it. And I think that it can be applied to a lot of players in the NHL. You wanted to give some thoughts on that. And I've also got one more clip that has just come up today from a podcast that covers the NHL um, that I also want to try and get to if we have time. So we got a few things all before we get to nine o'clock. He is Brent Cron. He joins us for all kind door services. We'll take a quick break and we'll do all that around the corner. Sound good? Great idea. Yeah? Yes. Okay, wow. Super duper. Thanks, guys. Really appreciate it. Right Sports on. Sportsnet 960, the fan. We're back. Final segment of the show in the Doug Lacey Basement Systems downtown studios. Hour two of the big show is live wherever you get your podcast, Apple, Spotify, or Google. Brent Cron, the Cobra's here. There he is. <laughs> Sorry. It's brought to you by All Kind Door Services Limited, your one-stop shop when it comes to fixing doors at your building, your office, or your home. Anything that swings, slides, or rolls, call All Kind Door Services for all your door repair needs. Final segment of the show. Final segment, PK's here this week. Yeah. Th- thanks for coming in, bud. Yeah, I know. Thanks, uh, thanks for having me. Happy to be here. Always appreciate doing the show with you. A uh, couple of things that I wanted to get to with you, Brent, mm-hmm. and you, Pete. You're here, too. But mostly, Brent. That basically uh, describes most of my career. <laughs> and Peter's also here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> wah, wah. Uh, okay. Uh, on Sunday, the Flames played the Blackhawks. Yep. The game itself was not fun to watch. One of the things that was maybe entertaining was Don Maloney's chat with Ryan Leslie in the first intermission. They talked about lots of things. Called up Wranglers and the play of Jonathan Huberto and things like that. But they also discussed the direction of the team. And you heard this. You want to talk about this. I got the clip for our listeners. I'm going to play it right now. And then we'll discuss. Good plan, everyone? Okay, here we go. Don Maloney from the broadcast on Sunday. Well, you know, every day since the start of the season, uh, Craig, obviously, Dave, uh, Brad Pask, myself, you know, we try and say, how do we improve this club every day, short-term and long-term? And we know we have some challenges. Every Flame fans know we have some contracts that are up. We'd like to keep all our players. Uh, the reality is, in a cap world, you probably can't. So it's a it's a real balancing act. Uh, Ultimately, the players sort of dictate, uh, you know, who stays and who who goes. Quite frankly, uh, 
we, we, we've liked uh, some things about our team. Um, probably not where we really want to be in the standings. And uh, uh, listen, Craig is uh, one thing he's done. He, 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 we all know what a great people person is, is communication skills within the team around the league. I think uh, part of the job as a manager is just getting to know the other managers and have real relationships. And that's a real strength of Craig's. Uh, so I, I we're, we're continuing to look at our team. We thought, okay, we'll get, get through the all-star break, see where we sit, see how we stand, continue to talk to our own players and agents, and, uh, and yet we realistically be in the marketplace and trying to figure out how we can better this club. And that's a daily. That's a daily thing. That's a bad cut by me. See if, the, uh, um, see if the Flames can usher in a new era here. That's Ooh, very well good by you. Thank nice. you. Yeah. Thank you. We were little John in the background <laughs> yeah. made that interview amazing. Yeah. yeah. Um, this was the part you wanted to talk about? Ultimately, the players sort of dictate uh, yes. you know, who stays and who, who goes, quite frankly. Uh, we hear this every year. Uh, I think a lot of organizations hear this every year. What does it mean to you? Well, first of all, uh, when I heard that clip, it infuriated me because I thought... This, it's how could you let the organization be run by the players? But that's kind of how the league is set up too, with the salary cap and you know whatever. And players. We were just talking about Cutter Goche in the uh, in the break the, here off air. Different personalities now that apparently have a lot bigger stones, stones apparently, or or a lot less upstairs between the ears than <laughs> than uh, than players formerly did, right? And I took a little while to digest that, and I sat there and think, you know what? I would be pissed off too if I was in management or I was you know an ex player and kind of running a team and. And, uh, you know, when you played, it was like, you know, it's a privilege to play in the National Hockey League, like blah, 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 blah. So when I, after I kind of calmed down there for a second, I got to thinking too, I remember how many times when, you know, Tom Webster would come down to the minors, a scout for the Flames at the time, and, or a, a player development guy, he'd come down to me and he'd be like, you know, it's up to you. It's up to you what we do with you. Like, figure that, like, it's up, and, and some of that is as well, you know, there's situations where teams strong in certain positions or money and that kind of stuff, but your play ultimately dictates where you are. At the end of the day. So if, if Lindholm's having a bad... I'm just picking on Lindholm here for a second. But if he's had a bad season, Flames know how good he is. We as Flames fans know how good he is. And if he's having a bad year, and obviously he's unrestricted after the season, they, they need to get him a, a deal done or re-sign and trade or keep... Whatever they're going to do there. Um, it's up to him what they can get. Mm-hmm. Right? And so it's up to the player. Like, you, you know, Zadorov asks for a trade and he just... Everything became a big problem. And it's up to the player. He wanted out. See ya. He t- he 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 was the one that blatantly said, "I want out of here." Right. <laughs> so was it, that is up to the player, right? Um, and so I kind of sat there and like, yeah, it, of course it is. Like it, it's dictated by your play, mm-hmm. right? It's dictated by the other team's needs. Mm-hmm. So at the end of the day, it 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 is up to the player, and and it's and so when I took it, I took it personal. Like, well, you know. Hannafin's going in there and telling Craig Conroy, this is how it's going to be, and this is how this it is. This is what we're doing. You know, and, and, and all that kind of stuff. And that's how it, it came across to me at the start. But then when you actually think about it, it's the players, what player, yeah, okay, yeah, what is his wants? Sure, we'd love to be able to move you, but we know your value. And sometimes or, organizations overvalue their assets because they see yep. them every day. They fall in love with the person, and they think, this is a great guy. You know, we, gotta, we should be able to do that. He can do more in the dressing room, for the, all that kind of stuff. But uh, when you just break it down, I just figured it was a, you know, it's a, it's a management term. It's a coaching term. It's like yeah. your play is ultimately going to decide what we do. Do we keep you? Do we move you? Can we get enough for you? But as long as you're playing well, you're forcing their hand, and it's up to the player's ability. Well, and I, I, the way I took it was, like, if you guys want to keep the, keep the band together here, 
win some bleeping hockey games for sure. and like go out there and like actually show that this team can do some things to to and warrant staying together and that's what made Sunday so frustrating it's like you guys want like if you want these guys to be kept around and you don't want a bunch of dudes from the AHL coming in here maybe don't lose to the Rockford Ice Hogs yeah. you know like that that's what made that so frustrating it's like okay if we're going to sign these guys great but you got to show us that this is a team worth keeping around absolutely and and there's very you know little commitment from players to organizations too, and and for some part organizations to players because it is a it is a business and like there's very few players that are like back on that play their entire career so far. Cogs in the machine, right? And, mm-hmm. and so you 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 there's a there's an appreciation that goes along there, but ultimately it's up to the players and what they're doing. And if if it's not working, they get moved. If mm-hmm. if things are working great, it's like oh boy, we have a decision to make now. Do we get more for him or do we? Sign him long term, or you know, the prime case is, is Hannafin too. Start of the year, kind of so so. He's got you know, conversations, contracts just kind of went away, and all of a sudden, his play just went straight to the moon to the point where it's like, well, we're getting rid of this guy because he's not playing very well. And what's his future? And he's played you know, a million games at 26, and you know, maybe he's just falling off the tail end. We always want more from him, and now it's like, wow, now he's playing great, and now the conversation switches. So that part is up to the player, mm-hmm. right? And that's what he was getting at. So I I, I put a cork in it for a little bit and uh, didn't let my emotions run my show. Yeah, and, and thought about it from a, an intelligent perspective, or at least I think it's intelligent. But it's uh, it's it's dictated by the players. Yes, it is. Uh, it's going to be fascinating to watch this team down the stretch because boy, are they involved in the rumors? Yes, they yeah. are involved. Uh, no, oh, Jacob Markstrom has been more involved over the last week as well. So there's mm, even more people. Go, David Pinota had a piece on Jacob Markstrom and. Teams are calling. There's at least two teams sure. that are interested. But. How could you not, right? Like, the, the Devils get him. He's They're a cup contender. Same with Carolina, right? Like, you, you have Toronto, too. Like, all these teams that are quite good that need a goalie, and now this dude's playing out of his and, mind right now. And that's the thing. He's, he's you know, two seasons ago, he was uh, uh, a nominee for the Vezina Trophy. Last mm-hmm. season wasn't a great year for, for him. This uh, this season, he's back to, back to form, and he's making it look easy, and his stock is high right now, right? So got two more years left i think six million dollars after this year and anyway you know what i mean he he's a prime candidate you could get a haul for him too if, yeah. depending if that's what the flames want to do if the deal is right should have been the pacific division goalie all-star but i yeah. digress um wanted to get to this also on travis connectney so on saturday the flames played the philadelphia flyers uh, another clip that was shared on the broadcast was from John Tortorella. It actually wasn't a recent clip. It was from like mid-December. But he was talking about Travis Konechny, who had his hands all over the game. Might be a trade candidate, another guy who needs a new contract after the season. He's having himself a really good year. John Tortorella was asked about kind of coaching Travis Konechny and what has changed for him. One of the things TK likes to talk about is he changed the curve on his stick. And Torts was not hearing any of that. Uh, talked about how you have to coach a player like Travis Konechny. I, I encourage him to be who he is. And, and sometimes he goes off the rails. And the, the way I coach him, if I, I turn away. I turn away quite a bit in some of his game. I just can't watch some of the things he's doing. But certain times I have to coach him when I think I have to get him back at least close to the rails. He's such an instinctive guy. Uh, you got to, for me, you got to be really careful how you coach him. I think you, I think if you overcoach him, you could turn him into an average player. You may be thinking you're doing the right thing as a coach, but he becomes an average player. I think you need to let him run. If he runs a little bit too far away, then we try to bring him back. 
Couple things. A, uh, I can confirm that is John Tortorella for people who don't believe their ears right now that he would say something like that. Yeah. Uh, and B, uh, just your initial thoughts. I love it. Yeah. You, you know, it, it's so hard being a coach at any level, right? You have no control over the game in terms of what, what, who shows up for what game and at any level, really, right? Mm-hmm. You can motivate guys. You can put a plan together. It has to be executed. And that can take over your whole life because especially at the National Hockey League level, you don't have a goalie that can make saves. You don't have top players that aren't performing. It's easier to get rid of a coach than it is a player. And he's been around a long time too, right? So for any coaches out there, you know, you, you, have, you, you have at least one or two players out there that just piss you off. Everything that they do, it's like, it's, what are you doing? Don't make that play. Get the puck in. Your shifts are too long. Where are, what are you doing right now? You're back, you know, all that kind of stuff. And then you come and you sit down on the bench like, okay, you got to do this. You got to do this. You got to do this. And for him to just say, you know what, like they're, they're, you can obviously tell there's a trust, though, between the, the player and the coach, too, where he doesn't like things that he does, but he knows that it can break open games. Mm. And, and, it, and it, him kind of, the comment, too, about bringing him back, right? When he gets a little too far. That is, that is just perfect. That's like fatherly advice almost, yeah. right? Yeah. Where it's like, I'm going to go, I'm going to let you figure it out. I'm gonna, and when I see that you're kind of getting a little too far away, I'm just going to pull you back in a little bit. Because the other comment was, is, you know, if I coach him too much, he might become an average player. Yeah. And, and who, who wouldn't want to be an average player in the National Hockey League when you're a kid? It's like, get me to the National Hockey League. Yeah. I'd love to be an average player, right? But that's the difference between being greatness and mediocrity, too. It's like a lot of the players that have that skill or that potential of skill, they get held back because you, you don't want to make mistakes. You don't want to lose hockey games. And, and with, with skilled players like Konechny, you know, it, it, he's not going to talk to everybody like this. He's not going to give everybody that kind of rope. You have to be a certain level of veteran, a certain um, level of skill, certain right? type of player. So you're not going to go to your, you know, your fourth line guys and go to say, hey, you know. Have fun. Have fun. You know, we're, we're just here to support <laughs> yeah. you, man. Whenever you, yeah. you, you know, uh, you know, a doer or, or, or a dube. Yeah, you, you want to try and beat the whole end team? End to toe drag. You know, man, we're here for you, right? I mean, that's not happening. But, uh, um, but I just thought it was a really... Uh, it, was, it was, almost gave me goosebumps a little bit, just listening to him talk and just the respect he has for Konechny. And I love the part, too, where he's like, I just look away, because I yeah. do that with my son all the time, too. He's on the ice, I'm like, no! Oh, and then he's, oh, you made the save! Yeah. Like, oh, this is great! You know? yeah. <laughs> um, do you know who I thought of? Because you told me about the clip. I went and found it. I listened to it. The first player I thought of? Yeah. Sam Bennett. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I never thought of that. Yeah, 100%. Kind of felt like as things went on here, we're trying to get him to do this. We're trying to get him to do this. He's center. He's wing. We're trying to get him to do this. We're trying to get him to do this. He goes to Florida. Paul Maurice, yeah, you're going to play center. We're going to put Kachuk on your wing. Yeah. Have at her. Go play. Try yeah. not to get too many penalties. Yep. Well, you know, too, and, and when people are always in your kitchen, always talking at you, oh, what can we do to make you better? Hey, sometimes the question is, I don't know. Leave me alone. Stay away from me for a little yeah. while. Like, yeah. you know, and, and, and on the flip side, in, in management, you, you want the best of player. You see things on the ice. You're not playing the game, but you see, like, Gabe, you could do this, you could do this, you could do this. I mean, they all have it. They got the toolbox, but no tools, right? And then the players got the tools, but no toolbox. And you're sitting there trying to figure out what how it works. Um, and, and you just want the best for your players because ultimately it leads to success and it leads to longevity with coaching, coaching staff and managers yeah. and all that stuff. So it's hard to stay out of the way. But the big factor there is trust and understanding your players and what you got. And that's why, you know, Ryan Huska being in the organization as long as he has, now getting an opportunity to be a head coach, Craig Conroy being in the organization as long as he has, knowing some of these players, you know who to give that rope to, you know who not to give that rope to, and and how you work your way through it. I just thought it was, in today's day and age, um, I thought it was a pretty, pretty good learning moment and a, a great comment by Torts for sure.
We will end with this. Uh, this one you have not heard yet, and you don't know what this is. Do you know who Kirill Marchenko is, Brent? <laughs> I do now. <laughs> so Kirill Marchenko, because I told you about him in the in the break, yeah. is a forward for the Chicago Blackhawks, or pardon me, Columbus Blue Jackets. This year he's got 13 goals and 22 points in 40 games. He's an offensively skewed winger. A lot of people in Columbus rave about his personality. Very gregarious dude. He's uh, Russian, if I'm not mistaken. Russian, yeah. Wasn't sure Russian or Bell Russian. Uh, he joined the What Chaos podcast with Pete Blackburn, new podcast that's kind of making their rounds, doing a lot of good stuff with NHL players and interviews. Um, Kirill Marchenko was asked about music and what he likes for music. Mm. Have a listen. About, uh, how about music? Oh, I don't listen to music. You don't listen to music? No. Just in general? Yeah, I just... Like even Russian music? <laughs> no, no, a lot. I don't have... A, do, do you know uh, Apple, Apple Music? Yeah, yeah. I don't have a uh, Apple Music. You don't have a subscription. Do you have Spotify? No, nothing. <laughs> when we have a music, or we don't have a music, doesn't matter for me. I, I don't listen. To don't it. I just care. yeah. I like. We can like sit here or before game without music. For me, it's fine. Yeah. I just go on the ice and doesn't matter. So do you get mad during the games? Like if you score a goal and they play the horn and they start playing music, are you like turn that <laughs> off? I don't like music. <laughs> no. I, <laughs> do you read a lot or? It's kind of for losers. I, I want to say I, I want to say yes, but no. <laughs> Doesn't listen to music. That's that's crazy. That's serial yeah. killer stuff to yeah. be. Yeah. Oh, so what do you do to fill the, that space between your ears every once in a while? Right. It's <laughs> yeah. like sometimes you need to zone out. <laughs> I think that's pretty pretty unique and it's pretty cool. That freaks me out, man. Yeah. I don't trust that. He no. reads for at, sure. As someone, no. yeah, he, he wouldn't admit it. Yeah. But as someone who at home, I will have the TV on, or yeah. I will have music, or I will have a podcast going. Yep. I think it's because I work in radio and dead air makes me, gives me the, the heebie-jeebies. Yeah. But nothing ever, no music, just to have like, no musical tastes. Is the that guy, just a Russian thing? The guy likes quiet. You know what? I can't imagine that. Me, that would drive. Just thinking about that stresses me out. Usually, if, yeah. If you're, you know, if you're European, you usually listen to techno music at six a.m. Yeah. in the morning, just pumping. But. But the man likes quiet. Maybe he's at peace. Maybe he's at comfort. With, he can talk to himself in, internally. He's got a great uh, uh, moral Inner compass. dialogue. He, he knows what he's doing. Mm. He's just comfortable. He doesn't need anything to get him going or slow mm. him down. He's just, he's in control maybe. Maybe, uh, I don't know. That's, that's to me, that's, oh, I do listen to the music. I don't mind the quiet, but it's not that I don't listen to music, mm. right? Um, I like this guy. I love. I'm going to pay attention to him now with no music, Mar <laughs> no music, Marchenko. Yeah, um, just crickets in the in the building. <laughs> yeah, that, Whenever that. he scores, they just don't play anything. Everyone gets to pick their goal song. His is just silence. Yeah. No horn, yeah. nothing. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah that's awesome. Uh, must be nice. Um, thanks for coming in. Thanks for having me. I know it was cold and good for you know making the trek and all that. St stay warm out there. Yeah, stay Travelers. warm. Um, we had a text earlier from somebody. It says. Uh, Please tell Dummy on Stony Trail driving with his hazards on going 60 to stay home. <laughs> that from John and Chestermere. So, yeah. There's every, a lot of that, too. Everyone's handling the roads oh, pretty well. Yeah. <laughs> you know, there's a, there's a few out there that you're just, you're better off just shutting her down for the day. Yep. Right? Yeah. Snow day. You know, I, yep. I, I, uh, I remember getting a, a ride from an Uber driver 
one day, and I just said, hey, you know, have you ever driven through a winter before? And he's, nope, this is my first time. I said, all right, see you later. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I will pay uh, you the I'll cancellation fee. Yeah, yeah. I'm out yeah. of here. Thank you very much. Yeah. You don't know what you got yourself <laughs> yeah. into. I'm out. Yeah. Yeah. Pin it 130 kilometers an hour with your bald tires and just fly down the deer foot as fast <laughs> as you can. Everybody will get out of your way. Don't worry about yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, we got to get out of here. Patty's got a guest coming up. Uh, thanks for coming in today. PK, always appreciate it. Thank you very much. Thank you. Uh, we'll talk to you tomorrow, friends. GV, uh, GVP will be here. Patty will be here. And George Russell will be here. Hopefully what? he booked his tickets and it's not, you know. Oh, man. Can you imagine? He's off for the week. Oh, it's cold. Yeah. I'm not flying. He took his weather machine and just started pumping it in Calgary here yeah. so he can't come in. <laughs> yeah. and he'll be here. Exactly. He'll be here That's on Monday. That's a conspiracy theory yeah. you would love. Yes. I'm going to have to host the show again yeah. tomorrow. <laughs> uh, talk to you tomorrow, friends. Bye. Sit, Ubu. Sit. Good dog.